There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg and what a different kind of week it has been. We've all been home, we've all been spending time hopefully with families if we have families or even if we're by ourselves doing things, hopefully being productive, being positive, being catching up on things that maybe we've been wanting to do for a while and uh, and uh, and haven't there's been such a plethora of, of material we've been kind of received in terms of, of talks and and information and 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 and, uh, and chizuk and all kinds of wonderful wonderful things in in a way with the right attitude it could have been actually an amazing amazing positive week of growth of focus of of uh, of, uh, of development but Let's perhaps talk a little bit looking forward. We're four days, five days away from Chag HaPesach, from the amazing experience and opportunity we're going to have to sit down at a Seder. It may not be exactly the Seder we thought about and, and planned and uh, have experienced for perhaps even many, many years in the past. There will be some people that are having a Seder all by them all by themselves, some just as a couple, some with just small families without the nuclear kind of family around. But again, it can be an amazing positive experience and we can, we can share amazing Torah, we can share amazing insight, we can do and accomplish what the Seder night is supposed to accomplish and that is to strengthen us in our level of emuna, in our level of bitokhan, in our level of belief and trust in, in, in the Rabban Shladim and, and, uh, and everything that he does, that he does, uh, uh, for us. So I want to share with you today an idea, a concept, uh, uh that's part of the Seder night. Uh, I invite you, if you have it at hand, to take a, uh, paper and pencil, maybe jot a few things down, maybe it's something you could actually use at, at your, at your, uh, a Seder, Seder table. And it starts with a, a very famous question by Rav Shlomo Kluger. And Rav Shlomo Kluger asks that there seems to be one very important detail uh, missing at all in the in the story of 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 of, of the of the Haggadah. And and it seems to be a, a, a seminal issue in what kind of brought about the whole slavery, what caused the entire situation where the Jews were in Egypt in the first place, and that is, of course, <coughs> the the selling of of Yosef, the selling of of the brother Yosef to to uh, Mitzrayim. Especially since the Gemara, we did it recently in in the Daf Yomi, the Gemara in in Shabbos, Daf Yud says that it's because of the jealousy of the brothers over the extra favoritism that Yaakov demonstrated to Yosef, because of that, Amisro was enslaved 
in uh, in Mitzrayim. So that's a very very important factor in in leading to to the to the goddess. So Tosfos actually there asks on on the Gemara that I don't understand how can you say that it's because of the brothers selling Yosef that the Jews went down to Mitzrayim. The Torah explicitly gives us another reason for the servitude of, of Am Yisrael in Mitzrayim. And that was because of the Brisbane Abbasarim, of the special treaty and agreement which Hashem made with with Avram, where he told him that you should know you're going to be uh, uh, strangers in a faraway land and they're going to make you work and they're going to make you suffer for 400 years and then you'll go out. So therefore, it's because of that. It's because of that uh, uh, agreement that was made in Avram, not because of the selling of, of, of Yosef. So Deistus tries to reconcile the two events by saying that, yes, it's true that while the slavery to Mitzrayim came about because of the Brisbane Abbasarim, the the really severe degree of of kind of uh, of intense back breaking labor that came upon them that came due to the sale of to the sale of of uh, of, of of Yosef. So it's it's uh, strange that that should have almost been omitted from from the. From the, uh, the Haggadah. So one answer is given very briefly that it is mentioned when we say later on in the, in the Haggadah that, uh, Tseilamad Madbikesh Lovan Harami, that, uh, that Lovan wanted to, Ratala Akar Sakal, you wanted to destroy everything and, uh, and, uh, the, the commentaries explain what that means is that by swapping on the night when Yaakov was about to marry Rachel, by swapping and, and, and placing Leah as, as the, as the color, so that, that was an attempt to destroy everything because had it gone according to plan and Yaakov would have married Rachel, Rachel would have been the main wife, uh, uh, would have had certainly a majority of the children. There would have been no jealousy and no sale of uh, of Yosef. So there's a hint to that, but I think uh, uh, one can one can go a bit a bit uh, a bit a bit deeper. In fact, there's a a hint to what Toisvus says. Toisvus who says that the 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 real suffering came about because of uh, of the Jews. So. It can even be alluded to in the actual cantillations in the trop of the word which means they embittered the Egyptians, embittered the lives of the Jews with very, very hard, hard work. And the trop on that is Kadma Vaazla Ravi. So let's start with the Ravi. Ravi means the fourth one. So Yosef, we know, is known as the Ravi, as the fourth person in the in the lineage of of the others. It actually is true 
there aren't three forefathers, there are actually four forefathers. That, uh, the, in fact, the Rav Hutner in the Pachat Yitzchak explains that Yosef was the actual bridge between the others and the Shvatim and the tribes. And of course, a bridge always touches both sides. Yosef had, if you like, two identities. One being a part of the others and the other one of the twelve Shvatim. That's why we see that Yosef like the the others, so what he did had a, a magnum effect on the entire nation of Christ. So we know Chazal tell us that when he passed the test of Mrs. Potiphar refusing to to succumb to her, refusing to be with her, that gave the entire Jewish nation the strength that for two hundred and ten years in Egypt there was but one incident of any kind of contact, not only not social contact between a an Egyptian and, and a Jew. He had that kind of cosmic effect because he really is one of the one of the uh, the others. And of course, the the Shvatim didn't recognize uh, his greatness and his role in the creation of of Klai Yisrael in Mitzrayim, and and they planned to get rid of it permanently from this world, and that's hinted in, in the trap. Kadmo va'azla, kadmo means to proceed, go forward, va'azla, and, and kind of rid themselves of Ravi, of, of the fourth one, of Yosef's. You know, Yosef's being sold by the Shvatim, so is hinted to in those words, together with the with the trap. And, and that, that kind of dovetails with what Tesis is proposing, that the suffering was intensified because the Shvatim sold Yosef to Mitzrayim. And because of that act, Vayamoru Eschayim, that's why the severity of the Golas of Mitzrayim was intensified, as, as Tesis in fact pointed, pointed out. But there are many other hints to uh, uh, Yosef in the Haggadah. Another hinting to what Toysus is saying is the reason why we dip the karpas in either salt water or or uh, vinegar, depending what the what the minig is. The the word karpas. So on one hand, it's well known that it alludes to the terrible, terrible suffering of the Jewish nation in Mitzrayim, because they, if you take the word karpas, so then it stands for samach, which is 60, but with, with the extra notes is 600,000, perech, and that's the, the, the 600,000 Jews who are over, over 20 years old, who had this forced labor of, of, of severe and backbreaking labor, uh, that, that the entire Jewish nation was subjected to. That's one meaning of the word karpas. However, the Mephoshim say that the word karpas also means the word wool, as we find in Megillus Esther, where we say chur 
Karpas Usucheles, which Rasi explains to be Pasim. So, on the night of the Seder, we're hinting to the Mechiras Yosef by eating this Karpas and dipping it in salt water to allude to the fact that the brothers who dipped Yosef's Kesainis Pasim, his special coat in blood, in order to falsely claim that he had died, so the Enkarpas, both explanations actually dovetail. It symbolizes both the terrible servitude that the Jews experienced in Mitzrayim, the Samach Perech, and also the selling of, of Yosef. This reveals that the reason the Yidin were uh, coerced with this terrible, terrible severe labor is because of the other meaning of Karpas because they sold, they sold, uh, they sold Yosef. And in order to really make us aware of, of the damage that uh, was caused by the sale of Yosef, the Balagada presents four questions, what we call the Manashtana, which all of them, in fact, hint to the different aspects of the sale of Yosef. The first one is Manishtana Shabakhara Lelos Anu Oiklin Chames Umatza. Matza, we know, can also be translated as as an argument. Because of the jealousy that the fine wool that Yaakov gave to Yosef in excess of what he gave to the other sons, so that evolved into into selling Yosef to Mitzrayim. In fact, Yaakov, when he when he gives Yosef a, a bracha at the end of his at the end of his life, almost uh, acknowledges that the Shvatim were very very argumentative. We're always quarreling against and they fought. Now. It's interesting, Rashi in the Gemara there in, in Shabbos, in Dafyud, suggests that it wasn't even that Yaakov made Yosef a whole special coat. He says that the, the fabric was only around his wrist. It was like a cuff on the sleeve. That, that's all he has. It was Pasyad, he says. It was called Pasim. So what added kind of fuel to the, to the brothers' kind of jealousy of, of Yosef were Yosef's dreams that he told the brothers and and father also told them his two dreams whose whole contents as far as they were concerned were dominion, were rulership, were sovereignty over the rest of the brothers. So it's interesting to note that the Yom Tov is called Pesach a name that possesses the very two reasons why they why the uh, why the brothers were so jealous of Yosef, which caused them to sell him to Mitzrayim. On the one hand, you have the first letters pass, which is the the little bit of of wool that he gave him on his cuff that that caused the jealousy, and the ches is the first word of the word chaloimus, his 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 dreams. 
The Golos Mitzrayim was therefore a, a tikkun, a way of rectifying for the sale of Yosef, as well as, as the fulfillment of, of the Brisbane Absalom, of the, of the agreement made with, with Avram Avinu. The second hinting to Yosef is in the Manishtana, is the second phrase, is the Moror. Moror actually has the same numerical value of the words Mavis. It's 440, 446. The brothers, as we know, originally planned to kill Yosef and then throw his body into, into a pit. As I say, let's go and kill him. Right. And in Yaakov's brachas to Yosef, the Pasuk actually says, And the brothers caused Yosef's bitterness by, by selling him down to Mitzrayim. And that therefore we, we eat the moral to remind ourselves of, of the cause of the bitter cause was that they embittered Yosef's life by selling him to, to Mitzrayim. Third question in the is the irregularity of, of the dipping on this night. All other nights, we never, don't have to dip. And tonight we dip twice. And, and the Svarim tell us that this corresponds to the Shvatim taking Yosef's special Kisainas Pasim and dipping it in, in blood. Or, further it's brought, another explanation is the dipping that the Israel took the blood of the Korban Pesach and the blood of the Mila and uh, dipped it in the Azov, in the high supper grass and, and spread their blood on the lintel and the mezuzahs of their, of, of their houses. It says, take this azov and, and dip it in the blood and put it on the, on the, on the doorposts. Here too is also a hint to Machiris Yosef. The azov was immersed with Vatem Badam Asher Basaf. It was in the Saf, in the basin. And the unfortunately, the gematria of Ezev is sixteen, right? Which is the letters of Yud Vav, and when you put that together with the the Samachpei, the Saf, the name of Yosef appears. So, in other words, again, our dipping of the Karpas at the Seder night parallels the dipping of. The, 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 of the high stop in the saf, and again, the remembrance of the shvatim immersing Yosef's kusan is passing in the, in, in the blood. And the, the final question of the, uh, of the Yavanishtana is, uh, uh, we eat, we bring about the, the, uh, the aspect of the, of the reclining, and that also, uh, relates to the Mechiras Yosef, because after the brothers sold him, they sat down, it says, by Yeshvu Lecholech, and they sat down to have a meal. And, and the Maral in, in Gevuras Hashem, in Perek Memches, writes, 
that the lotion of his saber means yeshiva, means to sit. As, in fact, the Targum translates by yeshvu to mean the istatru, from the lotion of his saber. Right? It was, it was a, it was a kavias. It was, <coughs> was something they sat down to sit down and enjoy. Right? The, the Shulchan Aruch, in fact, writes that reclining is an expression of, of, of derecheres. So to the brothers, after the selling of Yosef, sat down to eat with his saber as free men. Because they were now freed from Yosef, who was striving to rule, to rule over them. And uh, it's interesting to note that all these four questions, all the questions of the Manashtana, all begin with the letter Mem. We talk about Matzah, we talk about Moror, we talk about Matbilim, and we talk about Mesubin. The four Mems are 40, which is uh, the Gematria of Yosef, which is 156 plus, plus the, the letters itself. And that lends support. To, to what we're saying that the underlying, uh, 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 hint of the whole Arba question of the, of the Dalekashis concerns the Tikkun of, of Mechiras, Mechiras Yosef. We're going to be back in a moment. This is 101.9 Chai FM. The program is Soul to Soul and this is the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. We're back on your radio here on Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Tzav, Shabbos Hagodol, as we always do at this segment of the show to give you the important times you need to know for this, for this Shabbos. The latest time for lighting Shabbos Lich this afternoon is at 5.45, quarter to six. Gotta get them up by then, but you don't have to wait that long even at already 10 to 5, you can already light the Shabbos candles, now an hour and a quarter back before before sunset, get it started early, start your Shabbos early, add some value-added tachlis to your, to your Shabbos by extending it a bit. Shabbos Kaddish ends tomorrow evening at 6.33, that's three minutes after half past six, as we know, besides being Pasha's Tzav, it is Shabbos Hagodol, and the Haftarah, uh, the special Haftarah for this Shabbos is, of course, the last chapter of the very last prophet of, of Malachi, which is a tremendous, 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 insightful uh, Haftarah. Lots and lots of Chizok, lots talk about, both in terms of the situation we're in, in terms of the future, the very last pasuk, the 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 prediction and and, and the hope and the aspiration we have that Aliyah and Novi will come and announce the end of 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 all of this. And as I said, we have time over this Shabbos to sit and read it, to sit and learn it, to sit and go and go go uh, go go through it. Just in in conclusion from the 
concept you were saying before, one, one almost cannot resist, well, at least I can't resist the temptation to somehow bring it home to us. You know, many of the Mephoshim say that the translation of is referring to this Golis. Why is this Golis so much longer than all of the other Golias we've experienced? It's nearly... It's nearly 2,000, it's nearly 2,000, uh, 2,000 years that we've been in this, uh, in, in, in this scholars. And, and why? And maybe, of course, it has something to do with the tikkun, with the rectification of the, of the sin of, uh, of, of the selling of, of Yosef. We know that, I mean, uh, we read on, uh, on Yom Kippur, we read on Tishabav about the, the ten martyrs, the Asara Amalkas, which certainly came about, as, as we're told, because of the sale of, of, uh, of, of, of Yosef. And, uh, you know, uh, certainly jealousy is something that, that does occur occasionally. People are, are envious of other people's wealth and other people's stature and, and maybe Akarish yeah, who's kind of taken us and, and, and put us in our own little cubicles in the same way as Yosef was separated completely from his own family for twenty two years. No no communication, no way of, of telling them where 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 he was and, and uh, we are in a sort of in the same in the same position, everyone locked in their in their in their houses without any access to to the rest of family, without any access to all the normal things of of, of wealth. We're not seeing other people. We're not going to other people's simchas. Not seeing other people's cars and and the trappings of wealth, which could uh, which could uh, be the events that that cause that cause this kind of a, a jealousy to. To, to happen, and maybe this is this is what's Bez Hashem bringing us uh, bringing us close, and maybe Hashem is kind of making Mashiach come a little bit easier by almost hijacking our jealousy away from us when you know, everyone is, you know, uh, making teeny weddings when there were weddings. Now we don't even have uh, weddings, nor there no family no family uh, 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 meetings. Nothing. No, there's no there's no connection. At, uh, at, uh, at all, and, 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 and the simplicity of, of, of what we're left with maybe is, is a way of, of creating that kind of a, that kind of a, 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 a And Hashem is telling us, you know, to, to learn to be, to be happy in your own Dalaramas and, and consider yourself rich just because you have a roof overhead and we're not, we're not, uh, un, like the many unfortunate people who might be who might be homeless, uh, we have to count our blessings and, and stop being jealous. And that way you can bring an end to this Golis Edom. We know that this fourth Golis is the Golis of Edom, and there's a direct correlation between the Golis of Edom and Yosef. Or Yah, Beis Yaakov, Lahavo, Beis Yosef, Laish, or Beis Esav, Lakash, that Yosef is the antidote for for uh, for Esav and, and Yosef is the only one t- with the power to destroy Esav and maybe therefore again I'm not not a novi I'm not suggesting is the reason but maybe it's something that if if how you say if the shoe if the shoe fits 
jealous. And of course, shoes also relates very nicely to 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 uh, Yosef because the fact that the Navi tells us that uh, he was sold for for uh, a pair of of, uh, of of shoes, and that was part of the of the of the problem. I mean, the Bnei Socha says that the reason we wear shoes is today is because. Since the earth was cursed at the, at the time of, uh, of Adam Rishon, by the Chet of Adam Rishon, so we have to wear shoes to separate ourselves from, from that, from that curse on the absolute physicality of, of, of the earth. And, and, and the brothers suspected Yosef of being completely uh, a carrier of the terrible, terrible disease called called uh, arrogance, and that anyone who would come in contact with Chasvushlam could be could be affected. It was it was a, it was a terribly contagious uh, a, a disease that that uh, that uh, they thought he he uh, he had, and uh, and and therefore they, they they sold him, and they thought that the only way they could ever get bracha was to sell Yosef and 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 acquire shoes, acquire a way of separating themselves from the from the physicality. Of course little did they know that that Yosef was Mekoyer Habracha. Yosef was the the uh, incredible source of all of all uh, of all bracha. And uh you know he was Yosef he was Yosef uh Hatzadik. Um one could even go if one really wants to Dabble, and uh, you know, if you take the the gematria of the word uh, uh, karina, which is three hundred and sixty-one, and uh, the gematria of Yosef Yosef Tzadik, Yosef is one sixty, Tzadik is uh, two hundred. One gets three three sixty. You know, there are all sorts of illusions that one can that one can make, but it's certainly something that we have to work on something we have to be conscious of and who knows if that's not something we can pick as as our avoida during this this time and what 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 ramifications what effect that might have in in bringing a tikkun in bringing a tikkun to to uh, to the world we are beginning a discussion of the laws of yom Shani of the second day of of yom Tov, which we have the the privilege of uh of celebrating in in Chutzlar, it's outside of of uh, Eretz Yisrael, and we know that the uh, that as far as the Torah is concerned, all the uh, days of Yontif, the six kind of a uh, uh, different Yom Tov, we have the two days of Pesach and and the Shavuos and uh, and uh, Sukkot and the Rosh Hashanah are all one day alone. And that, and that's in fact, uh, what in Eretz Yisrael is, uh, is kept. However, in, in, uh, what's called Outlands and in Chutzlerts, our, our Chazal, uh, instituted that we have to add on an extra, an extra day. And instead of just the one day of Yom Tiv, we have to make two days. And that second day is called Classically, Yom Tov Sheni Shalgalis, the second day that's kept only outside of Eretz Yisrael, in order to to explain the the basis of the of the of the halacha. So we need to to almost have a little bit of a, of an introduction uh, uh, to it. That all we know, all the chagim of the year are dependent on a particular date 
in the in the Hebrew calendar. Right? We know the first day of Pesach is always the fifteenth day of, of Nisan. The seventh day of Pesach is always the twenty first day of 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 Nisan. Shavuos, the Torah doesn't say a specific day, but we know that Shavuos comes at the end of the counting of the Sphiris Amr. The Sphiris Amr begins on the 16th day of uh, Nisan, and therefore 49 days later is the, is the, uh, is the Chag of Shavuos. Rosh Hashanah we know is on the first day of Tishrei, the first day of Sukkot is the 15th of Tishrei, and Shmini Atzeres is then a week later on the 22nd, in the 22nd of, of Tishrei. And since the Jewish month is, is, uh, fixed by the cycle of the moon, and the cycle of the moon is completely regulated, is always, uh, 29 and a half days plus, plus change, so therefore we have some months that are 30 days and some months that in fact are only 29, 29 uh, days. We're going to come back and carry on this discussion, but it's time for an ad break. This is 101.9. Chai FM, please stay tuned. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Moshe Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Point nine High FM back on the radio here in Johannesburg on yeah a pretty cool and uh, overcast uh, erev erev Shabbos but such a busy time we're all busy even though we're home Shabbos and then Pesach coming but it's great so we're talking about the dates of of uh, of Yontiv so s- since we know the the cycle of the moon. Is 29 and a half days. So we know there's some months that have 30 days, and there's some months which are only 29 days. And the mitzvah was in the time of the Besamekash that people who would see, let's see, on the 30th night, the, the new month, you know, it's after the Moilad, the Moilad being the first moment that the new moon appears over, over, over Yushalayim. So they would then come and testify about that in front of Bezdin. And based on their testimony, then the Bezdin would declare, the Rosh Chodesh would declare the new month. And that's in fact what the Pasuk says, lochem. And, and the Gemara explains that Pasuk, that, so to speak, HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed Moish Rabbeinu what the, the new moon looks like when it's just starting its cycle. And it says, uh, uh, I'm, I'm giving this over to you, this, this ability, 
to decide when the Rosh Chodesh is, is a Zelachem is given over to you, to the, to the judges, to the Bezden, who have the information, who have the knowledge, who have the expertise, who have the Snicha, to be able to, to the, do that, that they were, that they have the Snicha and it's handed down from one Rebbe to a Stalman, from one teacher to a student, all the way going back to, to my Shay, to my Shabbain, and once the Chodesh was made Kaddish, so then the messengers would go out all over Eretz and beyond to let them know exactly when the new moon was and therefore exactly when the time for Yontif is going is to be. Problem was that the Jews, even at that point, were so far flung that uh, the Jews who were found outside of Eretz Yisrael didn't always get the information. The, the messengers didn't manage to reach them 